0: White House officials are meeting with media outlets to pressure them into more favorable coverage of Joe Biden. Kamala Harris and other Democrats have even less appeal than Biden according to a new poll. Plus, Mitch McConnell helps pave the way to once again work with the Democrats to raise the debt limit. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly This is a 13 Minute news hour. And God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday, I hope you're having a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're gonna start with Joe Biden and the media because I'm sure that one of the notions that Biden and his team had when they came into office was they weren't gonna have to worry about the press. Why should they? Journalism is dead. It's been replaced by left-wing activism and advocacy. We saw this in the 2020 election when legitimate news stories that could hurt Joe Biden just got buried and actually blocked by big tech and not covered at all by left wing media outlets. On the other side, we saw the left wing media push stories that were unfavorable to former President Trump and they weren't even true. Russia collusion? How many stories and features and op-eds and interviews and specials did we see from CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS and the others on Russia, the Steele dossier and collusion? It was all made up and it's been proven to have been made up, but that didn't stop the media. Well, now there's a dilemma in the White House. The Biden administration is actually complaining that they're not getting good news coverage. Just think about that. How bad do things have to be in this country where the left-wing media can't even spin things positively? There is no doubt that if these same terrible conditions existed under Trump, the left will be calling to burn down the White House. So you know that the media are doing the best they can to spin things for Biden. However, the Biden administration wants more, and they actually are meeting with media outlets to push them for more favorable coverage. Here's the story. The White House is reportedly unhappy with the media coverage of President Biden and has embarked on a mission to change that, according to a report late Tuesday. CNN reported that three top White House officials are secretly meeting with major news outlets to persuade them into more favorable coverage of the president. The officials also are seeking positive stories about job creation, the economy, and the supply chain, arguing the economy is in better shape than it was last year, according to the report. While CNN did not name any of the outlets the White House officials met with, it did say that they've spoken with anchors, producers, and reporters. This is incredible. Joe Biden and his team are so bad. His policies are hurting the country so much that Biden is now begging the media to please put some left-wing spin on things. And we can see that the first step of the strategy has already begun. Before the media starts putting out a bunch of positive pro-Biden stories, it's gonna first try to convince the American people that they've been too tough on poor old Joe Biden. We are seeing that this week, with a story in the Washington Post by Dana Milbank, who says that press coverage of Joe Biden has been worse than the coverage of Donald Trump. Yes, that's actually what Milbank wrote. Mr. Milbank cited analysis called from artificial intelligence comparing news articles about Mr. Biden during the first 11 months of 2021 to coverage of former President Donald Trump during the first 11 months of 2020. The findings confirmed my fear. My colleagues in the media are serving as accessories to the murder of democracy, Mr. Milbank wrote. After a honeymoon of slightly positive coverage in the first three months of the year, Biden's press for the past four months has been as bad as, and for a time worse than, the coverage Trump received for the same four months of 2020. This is just laughable. But then, that Washington Post story was picked up by CNN's Brian Stelter, who actually analyzed it as real news. He says journalists are contributing to the murder of democracy. And he says he has data gathered by an artificial intelligence uh, machine to show that the press has turned more negative against Biden than the press was against Trump at this time in Trump's first year. What do you think about that? Is that possible? Does it ring true to you? Does it ring true to you? No, this is outrageous. And everyone knows it is, but that didn't stop Stelter from bringing on a left-wing guest who said, yep, the media are being too mean to Biden. Look, you know, if and if Trump were a traditional Republican president, if he had been a Jeb Bush president, that would be okay. look, you know, Trump got bad coverage. Biden gets bad coverage. Everyone gets bad coverage. Trump was a fascist. He was a pathological liar. He's trying to destroy free and fair elections in this country. And the idea that this conventional center left Democrat is getting worse coverage. If I were in the press, I would stop and think, what are we doing here? And and Hmm. is this is this all accurate? That is a perfect example of a CNN discussion. This guy actually believes that Trump was so bad, a racist, fascist dictator, and yet Biden's press coverage is worse. Give me a break. And then the guest ends with this, Jen. But can we can we agree, Eric, that, you know, if it bleeds, it leads of negativity bias is nothing yeah. new when it comes to <laughs> politics coverage or all news coverage? But the press mm-hmm. really, here's the point. Take your thumb off the scales, tell the story, tell the economic story as it exists. Don't be so committed to a storyline that, that, that you know Joe Biden is the new Jimmy Carter. It's just not true. Hmm. I love it. He's pleading to have the media not say that Biden is the new Jimmy Carter. Biden is worse than Jimmy Carter, and the Biden disaster has created its own momentum. Who could have imagined that you would see Let's Go Brandon shirts and hats and stickers just a few months ago? Will the media turn things around? Will the already soft coverage get even softer? Let me know what you think in the comments. All right, next let's talk about Kamala Harris and others who could possibly be Joe Biden's replacement. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, so things are so bad that Biden and his team are begging the media for good coverage. His polling numbers continue to drop and more and more people have given up on Biden as a competent, capable leader. But who would replace him? Kamala Harris? Someone else? In a new survey, only about one in five voters want Biden back at the top of the Democrat ticket in 2024. The problem is that all the other Democrats poll even worse. Here's the story. Just one-fifth of Americans included in a recent poll say they want President Joe Biden to top the party's ticket in the 2024 presidential race, but even fewer want Vice President Kamala Harris or other key Democrats to become the party's nominee. Biden was named by 22% of people surveyed in a new INI tip poll, with Harris netting just 12% of the 1,013 registered voters questioned in the poll which was conducted online from December 1 through 4 by Technometrica Market Intelligence, reports Tip Insights. None of the other possible candidates got above single-digit results in the poll. Biden is bad, but Harris is worse. This is the state of the Democrats right now. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg pulled in 4%, while AOC, Elizabeth Warren, Joe Kennedy, and Stacey Abrams registered 3%. The field of the Democrats is just in bad shape. Here's more. Only 8% of Republicans' polls said they want Biden to return as the Democrat nominee. However, 8% of independents and other non-major party voters said they want Biden to return. But 10% of them want to see Harris top the ticket rather than Biden, suggesting he may have trouble attracting swing voters. Democrats were also not excited over Biden returning with 37% saying they want him to top the ticket and 16% saying they want Harris. Meanwhile, in other results, men favored Biden with 27% of those polled saying they want him to top the ticket compared to 16% of women. 20% of white voters said they want Biden as the nominee compared to 26% of black and Hispanic voters. Meanwhile, just 17% of the minority voters said they want Harris to lead the ticket. No one wants Biden, no one wants Harris. It's just amazing what we ended up with because people didn't like mean tweets. From inflation, to gas prices, to supply issues, to the border crisis, to unconstitutional vaccine mandates, and on and on. The American people are paying the price for putting the Democrats in charge. All right, next, Republicans and Democrats in Washington have come to a deal to raise the debt ceiling once again with GOP Senate leader Mitch McConnell helping in the process. On Tuesday, the House voted on their end to raise the debt ceiling and pass a measure that allows the Senate to pass its side of the bill with only 51 votes instead of the usual 60 to end debate. Here's the story. Many Senate Republicans on Wednesday were frustrated with a deal Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell reached on a party-line vote to allow Democrats to raise the debt ceiling as Congress took one step closer to ending the debt limit saga that started in the summer when Republicans first said they would refuse to raise it. Nearly all Senate Republicans earlier this year signed a letter saying they would refuse to vote to increase the debt ceiling in protest of Democrats' partisan spending. They argued Democrats should raise the debt ceiling using reconciliation to avoid the filibuster. So, you remember that? Democrats wanted all this spending, Some of it they're still pushing for, and the Republicans said, this is too crazy, so if you're going to raise the debt ceiling as well, then you're going to have to do it yourselves. However, Mitch McConnell then stepped in and backed a temporary increase to the debt ceiling, but said next time, he and other Republicans won't vote to increase the debt limit again. That was then. Here's what's going on now. Now, with potential default looming later in December, McConnell is endorsing a convoluted deal that he says would achieve the results Republicans wanted all along, forcing Democrats to raise the debt ceiling without GOP votes. The deal would attach a one-time provision allowing the Senate to increase the debt ceiling at a simple majority threshold rather than a 60-vote threshold to a bill to prevent Medicare cuts. This is basically the same as if Democrats used reconciliation, McConnell argued, because Democrats will be raising the debt limit to a particular number, rather than suspending it for a certain amount of time. McConnell praised the move, but basically what it has done is place the debt limit question in a bill with Medicare funding. So it puts the squeeze on Republicans to vote against it. This is not leadership, Senator McConnell. Just one note, there is one procedural portion of the legislation that will require 60 votes in order to pass. That means McConnell will have to muster 10 Republicans to go along with the Democrats. I guess we'll see how serious McConnell is about fiscal responsibility. All right, next, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was speaking on Tuesday, trying to lobby the Senate to pass amnesty for illegal aliens. If I were AOC or any other Democrat, I'd be pushing for this as well because the timing is perfect. If the Senate passes amnesty while Joe Biden is completely opening up the Southern border then we will have a flood, a wave after wave of people continuing to illegally cross the border because these folks will know that nothing will happen. They won't be stopped. They won't be deported. And if AOC has her way, they'll just be granted citizenship too. As part of her comments, she called on the Democrats in the Senate to override the parliamentarian and just do things on their own.
1: The Senate needs to step up, override the parliamentarian, okay? The parliamentarian is not elected it is not an elected position and the parliamentarian has been overridden and dismissed in the past we will not surrender our power to an unelected parliamentarian we need to use our power to help the people and so the senate Our demand is for the Senate to override the parliamentarian, include a full path to citizenship.
0: What AOC is saying, we're the Democrats. We're in charge. We're not going to follow the rules. We're going to listen if we break the rules. We have the power. It's unreal. But with the House, the Senate, and the White House, the Democrats are pushing as hard as they can to open up the border and just let everyone in. Grant them citizenship. And then, do it all again when the next wave comes. During her comments, AOC also seemed to be under the impression that not a single American citizen was working during the pandemic.
1: We just lived through one, almost two years now of a pandemic that relied, where our country relied on undocumented people to survive. Okay, we're gonna put it down really simple. Because who else was sanitizing our buildings? Who else was caring for our elders? Who else was harvesting our food? Who else was stocking our shelves except immigrant labor in the United States of America?
0: What can you even say? The wages that she says she fights for, for the American workers, are driven down because of wages to illegal aliens. She knows that, or she should. She has an economics degree, right? But in the meantime we are closing in on two million illegal border encounters this year. And you know that Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, or people like AOC will do nothing to stop it. All right, friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show is going to be Friday evening at the usual time, 6.30 p.m. Central. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.